0: Hi, welcome to Making Sense of Movies. I'm Claire. I'm Elena. And here's our podcast again. It has been a little hiatus, um, just to do some quick housekeeping before we get started. This is going to be our first episode with a different formatting. So today we're going to talk about some recent movie news, Oscar updates, and what we've been uh, watching recently, what we're looking forward to. Uh, No need to worry though if you love our regular formatting because we're going to be switching back and forth just because we're busy people and there is also a lot of moving news we want to talk about. So uh, we'll be rotating between those two formats. So Mm -hmm. um, to kick things off we're first going to be starting with the Sundance lineup. Um, This is the first year or um, it's been two years since Sundance has been in person so that's really good for everyone in that industry just to be back actually in the theaters again but i did read on their website that they are still doing kind of a hybrid where we'll be able to purchase movies online as well which is awesome because obviously we wouldn't be able to make it to uh utah yeah. to see those movies so and it was I'm, nice yeah, mm-hmm. we saw a
1: movie in the 2021 um mm-hmm. Sundance and that was fun there was I had like a Q&A with the director and mm-hmm. uh, the star afterwards that was really fun so I think if you can't make it it's definitely worth it I know from looking through what movies are coming out Claire and I picked out a couple of movies that we thought were interesting I know there's probably going to be I'll feel like always with Sundance there's always like some movie where you're like I've never heard of anyone in this movie I've mm-hmm. never heard of anyone but it goes really well. So these are the ones that we're excited for. So I know, Claire, you could start with the one that you picked.
0: Yeah, so one of the things I'm excited for is uh, Brendan Cronenberg, who's the son of David Cronenberg. You might remember him. He did um, Possessor, which I know you really liked. Yeah, and so that was one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. of
1: 2022. So I'm very excited. I'm- mm-hmm. And also, if you don't know from David Cronenberg, we talked about his movie The Fly on our non-human romance episode.
0: Check that out if mm-hmm. <laughs> If great plug more. Okay. <laughs> yes but um the movie that's pr- premiering is infinity pool so that's starring alexander Skarsgård and mia goth and it centers around rich couples on vacation and they're at an all-inclusive island resort and then it's outside the gates of the hotel there's something that's more dangerous they already have a trailer out for this it seems Just from the trailer, it's going to kind of start out as maybe like a White Lotus vibe and then kind of just hits the rails as everything goes wrong. And based on the trailer, they did have some of some similar sci-fi elements that um, his other movie had, Um, but I'm really excited for this one, especially to see Mia Goth again. She's had such a great year just in the horror genre with X coming out or XXX. No, just, oh, yeah, just one X. Yeah. And then Pearl, which she was amazing in. So yeah, I'm she's just kind of having a moment right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked her and Emma.
1: I have not seen X or Pearl. Mm-hmm. So, but I do know she's she's currently having a moment. From my understanding of the thing, man, I could have read something completely different, was that it was like something happens and there's like they're in the society where either like you could die or you can get a double of yourself and you have to kill that double. I don't know. If I read the wrong movie, from my understanding, that sounds like something David Cronenberg would do, but also
0: it sounds like another movie that already happened. It's so so funny you say that because there is another movie that happened that I think you might be thinking of. And when we talk about movies we've recently watched later, that's on my list. Um, Uh, Are you thinking about a duel with um, Karen Gillian? Yeah, that actually what I'm
1: thinking of. I don't know why. um, Yeah, we'll see. I guess last movie I saw with Alexander Skarsgård was The Northman. It was very ripped.
0: Um, yeah, and then, wait, oh gosh, I forget if it was him or one of the other scars guards who was in Barbarian. Uh, I think that was Bill Skarsgård. I haven't Bill's- seen Barbarian, but I do want to watch oh, that. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and then, so that's um, Infinity Pool. The next movie is Cat Person. Um, so there was a short story that from The New Yorker posted about this woman, um, true story, that she... Basically, she's in college. She works at a movie theater. She starts dating this much older man. Like, she's probably about, like, eight, 17, 18. The guy's, like, in his 30s. And they made it into a movie starring Nicholas Braun from Succession and Amelia Jones, who was in Coda, which is last year's Best Picture winner. A lot of buzz around this movie. The movie deals with kind of the power dynamics, but also, like, there's some, there'll be some the weird thing about an older man dating a younger woman and also, like, what he expects from her. So things like that. I read the short story, I'll be honest, I don't remember. It was several years ago. I think it was mm-hmm. at least 2019 when it when they put when it was published. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, anything from you about this one?
0: This is one that I just heard about when you were when you were telling me about it. Um, But what I think is interesting is like the movie theater theme because like, I don't know, this actually has been a year where there's been a lot of movies kind of about movies, but This kind of seems more one where it's. Did you get the vibe where it's not really about being in the movie theater, just like the subject matter between like um, this older guy and the younger woman? I'm not sure how they're going to adapt it. It just happens to be
1: that she like they meet when she works at the movie theater. Like she works in the concessions. Mm -hmm. He's like someone who goes to the movie theater a Mm -hmm. lot. Um, obviously this was before COVID because it didn't seem like it was like a big chain. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm not sure how they're going to adapt it, but. It is interesting, um, I think, what they're going to do. Because the story itself isn't too long. It's just a short story. Mm-hmm. So, But also, like, Brokeback Mountain was a short story also. So there are a lot of options you can do.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Amelia Jones again, though. Like, she was amazing in CODA, so. Yeah, glad she's let you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Stretching out from Lock and Key, which is like a Netflix TV show she did. That was mm-hmm. okay. I only watched the first season.
0: No, I didn't. I didn't watch that, but I, I've heard good things about it. Yeah, the next movie is called The Pod Generation. And that's during another Amelia. That's going to be Amelia Clark, and then Chiwetel Ejiofor, um, who was amazing. He won Best Actor at one point, didn't he? For Twelve Years a Slave, or no? I don't think so. No, I Let Google it. Oh yeah, fact check me on that one. But continue cause... talking. I'll let you know. Yeah, so this is another sci-fi movie about a couple who's using a technology um, to start a family with artificial wombs. And I thought this one was really interesting because I actually, I just saw something in the news the other day where there is like a system, not for humans, but they were growing like a lamb in an artificial womb. So that's one of those, it's kind of like bridging bridging on sci-fi, but it's like, okay, but this could actually happen in real life. I'm sure they'll go maybe a more dystopian approach, but that's also one that I'm looking forward to. Okay. Yeah, there is a there's a
1: picture, is he on the Sundance website? All of these movies have like one picture of just like what the movie is. It's obviously not a poster. It's like a still, mm-hmm. but it looks it's like Chitra Audrafer and Amelia Clark and they're like sitting at this table with like a little egg. Mm-hmm. Is, I guess the artificial wound. Um And to update you, he did not win an Oscar. He was nominated in twenty fourteen oh. for Twelve Years a Slave. He's Thank one of you he won for...
0: a BAFTA. Maybe, Bast- yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking of then. But yeah,
1: those are the three movies we thought we would shout out just because you know Sundance is coming. It's a really fun festival. Um, not that we've been, but like it looks like it could be fun. We'll um, we'll get there one day. One day, if you know anyone who wants to sponsor us let us know please
0: reach out please reach out we have
1: an email people forget
0: that oh yeah email us
1: but yes that's sundance if you have any movies that you're looking forward to at sundance you know hit us a comment we're on instagram we're on twitter Mm -hmm.
0: okay so the next story we're talking about and this is one that um you may have heard of uh apparently wonder woman 3 is being scrapped um multiple sources were telling the hollywood reporter that Patty Jenkins is no longer moving forward and the project is considered dead in its current incarnation. And the main reason for this was apparently the script that she currently had written, uh, there were concerns about the character payoffs, um, and it kind of had a same structure as Wonder Woman 1984, which a lot of people I feel like still like that movie, but definitely wasn't as successful as the first Wonder Woman. So okay. uh, when she had brought this to Warner Brothers and James Gunn, who is was the new lead of the DC studio starting um, early November, they essentially told her that um, there needed to be some things redrafted um, and there were just creative differences. And we don't have that many details besides that, but now she's no longer... That that project's no longer going forward. So uh what what are your initial thoughts on this? I don't know, it's just like annoying.
1: Like she is at least like DC I find personally, like has a very difficult time making good quality superhero movies. This mm-hmm. is my opinion. You <laughs> told me if I'm wrong. But they well, the last like five, six years, like since Kristen Bale stopped with Batman it's been a very much uphill battle for them. They've gone mm-hmm. way too dark in a sense where it's not even like people are mocking them for this darkness, but it's not even funny. Like the most recent movies that I think have been semi-successful have been Joker, which I refuse to see because I don't really care <laughs> for it, which they're having a sequel with Lady Gaga, which might be the only reason I see this movie, See that movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Shazam has been pretty successful. I generally cannot think of another DC movie that I want to see I know you saw Black Adam that wasn't I wasn't going to go to the movies to see that so it just makes me really sad because it's a lot of like male generated movies like you know I'm happy for Black Adam from Jane Johnson for you know making a lot of money and good for them but like Wonder Woman was I think for me like one of the first superhero movies that I remember seeing that, like starred a woman um and that actually like, did well and it was actually really good mm-hmm. You know, if there are any other ones, let me know. I'd happily see them.
0: But I would say like how I'm mm-hmm. I would say how I'm looking at things is like I still think they are coming out with some like quality movies, like um the Harley Quinn movie, that was really good. Oh you're right, I um like The Batman I recently statement. and The Joker, I mean, I think that was a good movie. Look, he won an <laughs> Oscar.
1: I can't tell that DC isn't doing anything right. He won an Oscar, I can't but
0: I would say he here's the say difference. It. Like the one-offs that are completely disconnected from, like, what they're trying to do with the DCEU yeah. universe, mm-hmm. like, those have all been, I feel like they've been rushing into those movies and trying to get that justice lead together too too quickly, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a shame because I do think, like, the actors they chose for these iconic roles have been, like, good casting choices. It's just, like, the, the movies haven't gotten themselves together, but getting back yeah. to, like, wonder woman 3 i am sad to see patty jenkins leave um just because she is so talented but then on the other hand um it sounds like a lot of the notes that she was given was based on like hey you already had this movie come out and we're just trying to keep things consistent for the next movie going forward which doesn't seem like bad criticism when you're just reading the article uh, because Mm -hmm. the thing i was thinking of was the recent thor movies where like we've had a few of them at this point, and. We just have characters who don't seem to be going in any direction or, like, changing changing directions with, um, mm-hmm. with each movie. So I can definitely see trying to avoid something similar to, like, the Thor movies or, like, the recent Star Wars trilogy, where it's just, yeah. like, everything's so disconnected.
1: Yeah, I do agree where, like, I personally didn't like Wonder Woman 19 before. It wasn't, like, it was nowhere near the first Wonder Woman movie I think Mm -hmm. that one they just did a really good job of establishing the character and had a really good clear concise plot you know besides that we talked about this also in our superhero movie besides that last like third of the movie that's (laughs) the which DC Mm -hmm. always does that I hate but everything else before that's really nice it's just that like you know they're bringing back Henry Cavill for Superman we know Robert Pattinson's doing another Batman movie so it's like if these are things that have been done Like, we've had Superman movies before. This is, like, the fifth or sixth Batman movie we've had. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been since, I think, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, there hasn't been a Wonder Woman movie, at least for a while before that. So I'm just kind of, like, they're just elevating what they know and they're not trying to do anything new. And, like, I think when DC was starting to, like, do the Justice League, they did a really good job of, like, casting and getting directors and writers that were, like, diverse and wanting to tell these stories it just for me has never turned to anything that i like generally want to see which is Mm -hmm. odd because they do a really good job with their tv shows
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: like i used to watch the flash i watched arrow um i know teen titans and doom patrol are doing pretty well on hbo max so it's like it's odd that they can't translate these pretty successful you know i think doom Patrol's on its fourth season the flash is i think ending on its seventh Arrow yeah. had eight seasons, like, very successful TV shows that can't translate this and this audience to a movie, which I find really odd. Mm-hmm. And they always say, like, these these TV shows are not connected to the DC universe, which I think is such a shame because they could have. And it could have been what Marvel is now doing, which is connecting the TV shows to the movies, but in a way where you don't necessarily have to watch them. Mm -hmm. to watch the movies like it's helpful but it's not necessarily
0: necessary but I kind of think for Marvel that's at least for me that's been their downfall a little bit because I do feel like they've been like developing characters in between movies where it's like when I watch the new Doctor Strange movie it's like okay well now for Scarlet Witch this was like such a jump from her like being kind of a good guy to now being a villain since I didn't watch that show so I I think it goes both ways
1: I agree, Um, but I watched Miss Marvel, which I think Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite Marvel TV shows they've done, Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm really excited to see her character in the Marvels movies, which is something coming out in 2023.
0: But yeah, mm -hmm. no, I am too. Miss Marvel was, I think, one of my favorites so far. Like that was Mm -hmm. really well done. Um, I do just want to jump back for a second because you mentioned the Superman movie, which I even think that now is kind of on. Um, on the ropes a little bit. There's uncertainty as to whether or not he's going to be in or they're going to have that movie still, which if that is true, that would be a shame because I don't watch Witcher, but like he left Witcher. Yeah, i like watched that That Yeah, so (laughs) that would definitely be a shame, but it seems like just from the articles I'm reading, they're just kind of trying to clean the slate, just start fresh, so... The last few DCEU movies that work that are coming out from the older actors who have already been established are the Flash movie with um, Ezra Miller, Miller, which will be the first and last Flash movie up. with Ezra, um, and then the, the last the Aquaman first, movie, too. Yeah, um, I know Shazam 2 is also.
1: Oh, right, Shazam.
0: That's mm-hmm. coming
1: out. Yeah, we'll see where DC goes. I feel like it's pers- it's been struggling from my point of view for a while <laughs> Yeah. Like, personally, I do not run, I'm not their accountant. So I do not know how much money they're generally making. Um, I find it interesting that James Gunn, who did a pretty good job with Guardians of the Galaxy in Marvel, is running, like, co-running, I think, um, DC. So, like, maybe he can
0: make it well. Mm-hmm. We'll I see. hope, because I want to see these movies succeed. I'm never rooting for a movie not to, so I will definitely keep you updated on this story. Great. Mm-hmm. And something I'm really excited about
1: um, is our next, and our, kind of our final topic for movie news, is Taylor Swift is directing and writing a movie for Fox Searchlight. And it's her directorial debut. She's writing the script, or from my impression from the article, she's already written a script um, it's a first feature-length movie. I'm very excited. My top artist the last two years has been Taylor <laughs> Swift. I wouldn't categorize myself as a Swifty, but I do listen to her music a lot. Um, and I really liked All Too Well, and I'm kind of excited to see what she does, especially in that vein, even though I'm not a big fan of her actual music videos and the plot of the music videos themselves that we can talk about a little bit. Um, but I'm wondering what you think. I don't, I don't really know. We don't talk about Taylor Swift in our everyday conversation
0: no I like I like Taylor Swift I don't ever listen to Taylor Swift though like I couldn't tell you everything I hear about Taylor Swift I've just heard from other people and I know like she transitions a lot between like her music where like each album that comes out I'm like oh this seems like a very different style um but as far as like the Taylor Swift news I'm kind of um not really in the know about it so like do you think just based on Taylor Swift in general, do you think she'd be um I don't know, where do you think she'd be going with this movie? Like if you like what are her I, passions? Do you know? Yeah, I do. Um
1: so she so I would like to take a credit where credit is due. Um this is my sister Callie, who when Variety's Directors on Directors was announced and Taylor mm-hmm. Swift was they announced she was talking to Martin McDonald who did in. That movie with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson that I cannot pronounce, um, something Inish, something. I, so I'm sorry. Oh, the
0: Banshees of
1: In Sharon. Yes. Okay. So as soon as that was announced, my sister goes, she's directing a movie because there's it. It was it was an odd thing to pair her with him mm-hmm. and. They were like, is she going to use this as an announcement for her feature-length film, which she had mentioned in the past as something she was interested in? Um, so, give credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. I also have to credit to myself that if she released All Too Well, short film, over a year ago at this point. And I knew, as soon as she released it, <laughs> she was gunning for the Oscars. I knew it. Like, she tries, and I see her. Um but so obviously she's been trying to gun for that, and it, it's a well done short film. Do I think it's mm-hmm. going to win? No, but a girl can try, and she will. But so she went to I think was it Toronto or some film festival TIFF maybe? I think that's Toronto International. And she I like listened to her conversation, and she talks about like directors that really influenced her. She talks about Mike Mills. She talked to Mike Mills about it. She really likes Scare Malta Toro. Um, and she talked about how she really liked that kind of age of girlhood where you're like a girl going to a woman Um, so I think this feature film and I was talking about this with my other sister yesterday where it might be something where it is someone maybe just out of high school going into college or like that age where she is discovering herself falling in love a first love that sort of thing she writes she does a lot about she writes a lot about her relationships but I think um, this one this won't have anything to do with her. I think it will be someone else's story, which she's proved she can done. She can do through folklore and Evermore. So mm-hmm. that's what I think. I'm not really sure where what direction. Um, from the All Too Well, she seems to really like a very naturalistic
0: take. It's a very I don't know. Have you seen that? Have you seen no, that? I haven't. I need yeah, to watch Claire. that. I know. I I know. I know Sadie Sink is in that. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a good chance Taylor would bring back her if the since she's the right age for it, if she's going with like a kind of uh, girl to woman. Yeah, I
1: honestly, like they said, you know, um, acting and plot points are under but like, I think it's going to star a woman. (laughs) I think that's an obvious thing. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be her getting into some sort of coming of age type story, um, whether that be through falling in love, finding a career, you know, chasing her dreams, realizing reality, something like that. So we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not coming out till 2024. Like She has a tour to do with this next year, mm-hmm. so I'm not really sure even when she's going to direct it. So we'll see. I'm excited. I'll see it anyway, even if it's bad. Because I do think there's a big difference. Because all too well really is, if you've looked at her other music videos that she's directed and wrote, is very different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't tend to like her. <laughs> her music videos as much as I liked the short film just because they're very on the nose it's her trying very hard to say something and to be funny and it's just not and she's not necessarily that she she's trying going for comedy it's just that she's trying to do a lot in one music video like the anti-hero music video I didn't like I found it way too there's way too much going on I wish she had stuck to one idea and rolled with it. Mm-hmm. Instead of all these random things happening and like cutting to that funeral scene. Like if she had stuck with that funeral scene and done that for the whole music video, that would have been really funny. Cause that was generally a funny it was well written. It was funny. The actors were
0: really funny. It generally made me laugh. But we'll see. Yeah. I do think it's really smart on Searchlight Pictures part to just be working with her because
1: well, even if character. this is
0: Yeah, even if this is hypothetically bad, like, you already have that built-in fan base who are gonna see it once, probably see it twice, so this will definitely be a moneymaker if I was a betting woman. If you think about the Arrow's tour, which, let's face it, she could be talking up the film
1: while she's on tour. So true, yeah. Like, it's free advertisement. Like, Mm -hmm. she's, like, I respect her in that way. She's very smart in what she does about how she's going to make money and... Like, that's not something that I feel like it's really talked about. Mm-hmm. Almost everything she does is in some way a way to make money for herself, which I personally respect because everyone wants to. So if it does well, if it doesn't, we'll see. I know Guillermo mm-hmm. del Toro is a fan. And you know <laughs> a lot of people have been actually, like, praising the all too Well for actually, you know, being a, gen- a generally good short film. Mm -hmm. So, um, which I think a lot of people were surprised from, but we will see. I'm excited to see where this goes, though.
0: If it gets me, I don't know,
1: because you know how movies are. Yeah. I think this one will, because she has a lot of fans and audience behind her, but Mm -hmm. things happen.
0: You never know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, because even though, like, I don't follow her too often, she just seems very likable and that she'd have a lot of people in her corner to help her, um, with a first debut because that's yep. like difficult for anyone yeah
1: the only thing that concerns me is that I kind of don't want her to cast any of her friends
0: who does she hang out with like who who would like, she cast so
1: she's like friends with like Blake Lively and like Ryan Reynolds and I'm like I don't <laughs> see them mm-hmm. in, in a movie especially I don't know just from going from all too well if she's going in that vein and style it's just mm-hmm. you know I kind of wish he would use her platform to like Support someone new. Like, not like Sadie Sink doesn't need it. She's on her Things. It's not necessarily like, yeah, she could use Sadie Sink, but it's also mm-hmm. like, you have a lot of power and you can cast anyone you want. And like, to cast someone that's already making money that doesn't need your help, I feel is like you don't have to do that. Like, y- this couldn't be terrible and you can make another movie with them and no one mm-hmm. would care. It's like, for me personally, like, I would feel really happy if she decides to use this to you know put someone up who isn't as successful as her and who you know is new to the game whether that be in cinematography you know someone working behind the scenes or someone in front of the screen as well.
0: Yeah no all good thoughts so we'll definitely keep you updated on this story too since it's like very new not a lot of information hopefully mm-hmm. we get something something soon about it but in the meantime what we're going to talk about next is the Oscars. Uh, we're a a good few months away the oscar ceremonies are march 12th i believe so yeah yeah, so we're going to run through a few of the categories today we'll start off with best picture and what i'll be reading from i'll just go through the list of top 10 so far on gold derby since this is where a lot of the statistics are done on from critics editors just anyone kind of in the industry so starting from one which is most likely to win so far it's The Fablemans, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Banshees of Irishin', however you pronounce that, Women Talking, Top Gun Maverick, Tar, Babylon, Avatar, The Way of Water, Elvis, and then rounding up number 10 is The Whale. So um, out of these 10 movies, how many have you seen, Claire? I have seen The Fablemans, Everything Everywhere, Top Gun, Tar, and Elvis, and I have tickets for Avatar later this week.
1: I have seen Top Gun Maverick in the Fablements. Um, and that's it. And I plan on seeing Avatar. And I darted Elvis. Watched 20 minutes and was like, <laughs> I don't want to continue.
0: Elvis is... I'm kind of surprised Elvis is on this list personally. But it's still, like, really early, so... Mm-hmm. Um, And don't worry, we will be doing our, like, top five movies of the year. We're just going to wait until
1: 2023 because we both want to see Avatar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so any discussion of this movie, of any of these movies, will be pretty surface level. Don't want to give anything away if any of these happen to be mine or your uh, favorite Mm -hmm. movies of the year.
0: So continue. What do you think of these ten? Well, the first thing that strikes me is right now everyone's thinking it's between the Fablemans and then Everything Everywhere, which are two very different movies but it does Mm -hmm. kind of remind me of last year's race where it was ultimately between the power of the dog which I would say is like your more conventional movie for Oscar goers versus Mm -hmm. Coda which was kind of the breath of fresh air where maybe unconventional in the sense that um, it was kind of more light in a lot of ways which is I love Coda last year but it seems like it's going to be the same race again this year with the Fablemans and everything everywhere a lot of support behind everything, everywhere. Yeah. My big thing though is just the way the Oscar ballots are set up for Best Picture, where you are ranking everything. I can see a lot of people putting this at their number ones, and maybe some of the um, the older Oscar voters putting it a lot lower, just because it is like a very fast pace, a lot of stuff going on at once, mm-hmm. and it's got such good heart to it. But I am concerned that maybe it won't end up at the top just because of. The way voting works.
1: Yeah, I like the Fablemans. I don't. Mm-hmm. I personally, I would not choose it as a best, the best picture, just because it was a good movie. I really liked it. It's just, it's not, it's not anything different. I feel. I have not seen everything at all at once. I, I will admit that when my brother and my sister went to go see it in theaters, I said, I'm not interested in
0: seeing this. <laughs> Wait, you so you got the without... option to see it and you didn't go? Yeah, Elena. I was. I
1: was tired. I was like, I didn't even like really watch a trailer. I was like, yeah. oh, this seems like like kind of weird. Like, I didn't want to see it. I regret yeah. that choice. Um, everyone's made fun of me ever since. <laughs> but I also refused to pay for it. So mm-hmm. I've been waiting till it's on dreaming. It's finally on Showtime. So I plan try. I'm definitely planning on watching that before the year ends, just because it's what everything one's been talking about. The other movies I haven't seen. I want to see Tar. I really wanted to see Woman Talking. That was one of the movies I wanted to see at New York Film Festival, but they were all the shows were completely sold out, or they were like during the day on a on a work day, and I was like, mm-hmm. Do people not have jobs? Very annoyed. So my sister saw it. She didn't like it as much as I think other people did. She found the overall like she had it a little slow. She said you kind of know what what choice they're going to do. She also said that for some reason, the filter that they had on the cameras or whatever they used, she said was really distracting and made it seem like everything she was looking at when they were like outside was fake. Hmm. So I don't know. She really, she like specifically mentioned that, didn't like it. And we, we were talking about Babylon before this. Um, but I said, and I stand by this, is this is David Chazelle trying to be Baz Lerman.
0: It seems like that. It's definitely more kind of gaudy than all of his other movies so far, which was like La La... I mean, La La Land was like pretty like exciting, but this seems kind of like exciting, but in like a little bit of a darker direction. Yeah, so it's excessive. It, like the reason I think it's like
1: Baz Luhrmann is because if you see Elvis and if you see, you know, The Great Gatsby or Moulin mm-hmm. Rouge, he's very much a big... Like, everything's excessive, colorful, loud, drugs, whatever. Um, and that seems very much in the vein that Damage is trying to go. Unfortunately, it's not something that I, I'm particularly interested in. I find, like, Baz Luhrmann a very polarizing director. You either like him or you don't, depending on the movie. And for personally, for me, Elvis was too much. But I did personally like other movies that he's done. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just like, I don't, I don't care for the plot of Babylon. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool, people in the 40s also did drugs and were crazy. Like, that's not surprising to me. Yeah, I'm
0: I'm in the same boat here where, like, I really like, um, I mean, I really like Margot Robbie in this, so I would go see it for her. But I'm in this boat where, unless it's nominated for Best Picture, I kind of, I don't really want to see it, honestly. It there are other like- things ahead of it.
1: Yeah, it just seemed like this vein of storytelling has been done so many times. Like, like the idea that Hollywood is, you know, excessive and drug-fueled and, um, you know, there's so much happening. It's, like, it's done. Fucking Boogie Nights. Like, it kind of reminds me <laughs> of Boogie Nights in a way. Yeah. am like, like, do we need another one of these? Like, do I really need to see another actor pretend to do drugs and act crazy?
0: No. It's, like, too big and, I, and it's been done. Yeah. Now, what I'm are your thoughts um, <laughs> on... <laughs> In this lineup so far, we have two sequels that are pretty big, Top Gun Maverick, and then Avatar The Way of Water. What are, over or under, that these are both going to make it into the Best Picture lineup? I'd be surprised if Top Gun Maverick doesn't make it. Only because it was one of the biggest
1: movies Mm -hmm. post-COVID.
0: I think it's going to make it, like, for sure.
1: Look, Tom Cruise did not say no to putting this movie out until it was in theaters for a reason. Like, he's not Mm -hmm. in it. He knows. Um, I did generally really enjoy this movie. I did see it in, like, a specific theater because my brother was, like, obsessed with the sound. Um, And I thought he didn't particularly like it. I really liked it. It was fun. It didn't take itself too seriously. You know, um, what's his face? Um, The guy who plays Hangman was a really great Mm -hmm. addition, I think. And he was really charming and fun to watch. I liked all the characters. So I would be surprised if this doesn't. Avatar, Way of Water, I kind of have to see. I don't know about you. It's just like, I'm. A, I was obsessed with the first Avatar when it first came out. So, I'd be interested to see how they're adding. And I heard they already filmed the third movie. So,
0: yeah, it's one of those things where it's like never bet against James James Cameron. I have been hearing more mixed things, kind of story wise, visually. Everyone's just raving over it. So that's one where I kind of feel like it's on the edge right now. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, any other movies you want to talk
1: about that you've seen on the Best picture that you think either should be there or shouldn't be there?
0: Not right now. I really like Tar, but most of that I like regarding the performance of Kate Blanchett. So we can talk about that on our next category. Okay. So next, we'll be talking about top five actresses right now. We have Kate Blanchett for Tar. She's at number one. Michelle Yu for Everything Everywhere. Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Danielle Deadweiler for Till. And then rounding out at number five is Margot Robbie for Babylon.
1: Um, I'm trying to think. Also have only seen The Fablemans. I have heard that Danielle Deadweiler was really good in Till. A movie I do want to see. I haven't had the chance to see yet. But I am hoping, you know, it gets some sort of recognition. But, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen the other movies. I can't even (laughs) count.
0: Yeah, I'm like in the same boat. I really want to see Till. Um, I heard her performance was just phenomenal in that. There's two things that strike me about this list. First, I feel like Cate Blanchett, I would say is a lock, almost a lock for this. It's really between her and then Michelle Yu for mm-hmm. everything, everywhere. That's, that's going to be difficult, but I feel like Cate Blanchett was just so good in Tar. And that was like such a character study about um Lydia Tarr opposed to everything everywhere where there is kind of more an, of an ensemble there so that could definitely benefit Kate Blanchett in that sense and then the other thing is Michelle Williams not being in supporting rather than um lead where you can see it that. going both ways but everyone thought she was going to be supporting for this where I would say she would have definitely been a lock in that category but there instead of putting her or in lead instead, where she definitely has less of a chance here than if she was supporting. Yeah, I'm confused because she is a supportive
1: character in that movie. So I'm confused yeah. why they're deciding to put her in best act, best actress. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's a mistake. I don't think like I feel, like she maybe she'll get the nomination. She definitely won't win. Mm-hmm. But interesting, interesting choice. I'm trying to think anyone else I'm like I don't know I haven't seen any other movies I don't know if Margot Robbie's good you know trailer she looks good um I heard Michelle Yu was really good everything I wrote once hopefully when I see it I can like back up my statement yeah I'm trying to think like I haven't seen as many movies in theaters and like new movies as I wanted to there's definitely like a ton of these that I probably won't even get to see until either Oscar nominations just because they tend to come out in theaters again or they tend to come on streaming during that time.
0: Mm-hmm. What I can see maybe replacing Margot Robbie here is uh, one of the great actresses from either She Said or I haven't seen Women Talking yet but if Babylon if a lot of people aren't connecting with that movie that's mm-hmm. what I could see in replacement of number five. Interesting. I also mm-hmm.
1: heard Viola Davis in The Woman King was supposed to be really good. I love Viola Davis, so, like, even, I don't know if she'll win, but it'd be nice of her to get other nominations.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, definitely we'll keep track of if this list changed at all between now and March, which I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will, Um, And the last thing in regards to Oscars we'll talk about today is Best Actor, which I personally think is a pretty tight race this year. Uh, Right now, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Colin Farrell for The Banshees, Austin Butler for Elvis, Bill Knightley for Living, and then Hugh Jackson for The Sun. So out of this one, I've only seen the Elvis movie right now, but from what I've been hearing, it's pretty tight between uh, Brendan Fraser, Colin Farrell, and um, Austin Butler.
1: Yeah, so I think Brendan Fraser... And Austin Butler are kind of a lock in for the nominations just because the amount of buzz they've been getting for mm-hmm. these movies. I, once again, have not seen a single movie any of these people are, are in, so I generally cannot tell you. But um, Living is actually, it's a remake from of another movie. I don't know what country it's from, mm-hmm. um, but it's a English remake, so I'm not sure. If anyone's going to see that, I've heard it. Like I've read like one or two reviews. Nothing too, too good that I'm like, like I'd rather see the remake than the original. Yeah. Um, for me, I'd rather probably more interested in the original. Colin Farrell. I'm actually slightly confused because I've seen him not only getting like reviews for this movie, but also for he did a movie I wanted to see. Um, that's currently streaming called um, After Yin yes after mm-hmm. me I was like what is it I was thinking after um and I've heard he's has really good in that movie and that's directed by Boganada who did one of my favorite movies um Columbus mm-hmm. so interesting that
0: he's obviously this is a newer movie so we'll see yeah and um, it's been a good year for him with like between after batman. gang banshees and the batman so yeah
1: um I don't think Hugh Jackman Will get nominated only because I've seen pretty bad reviews for the sun mm-hmm. as a movie. Not necessarily like like it could happen. Like you know, Meryl Streep won for Iron Lady when that the movie itself wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could happen. Um, I do wish my man Paul Mescal for After Sun will get nominated. He's definitely moving up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to see.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But. Anyone else you think that could get in there instead?
0: I do think Tom Cruise, like, honestly, I think he might have a chance there. That would be very interesting to see. But what I was just going to say is um, I've been dying to see After Sun. That's like on my top list of need to see that next because I've heard so many good things. Yeah. i'm yeah. obsessed
1: with it um i don't want to talk about any more because it might be on my top five movies of the year and i'd rather discuss okay. it then okay uh, i do also think daniel kalua for nope i feel like people have been sleeping on him mm-hmm. i know kiki Palmer has been getting a lot of praise and i hope she gets nominated for best supporting actress yeah for nope i do think he was also really good or even um so i think he could get for best actor also because almost all of these actors almost all of them are white <laughs> and there are other people deserving of roles and more diverse roles but also I will say very big fan of Nope. I think Stephen Young y- Stephen y- Young right y- yeah I think so yeah after Yang he was really good at Nope, and I don't think he will get
0: out <laughs> for a supporting actor but I wish he would I know I'm obsessed with that movie and Daniel Kaluuya was so good. And I'm surprised he's at number 22 on this I know. list. Because, also, I was like,
1: looking for him when I was looking at this. Yeah. I was like, why
0: is he so far down? I know. Especially, like, how dare they put Christian Bale at number 14 for Amsterdam? Like, that movie, like, and just, did I, I did not like that movie at all. I also think if the inspection does a good
1: job in marketing, Jeremy Pope could be up there
0: yeah such a good well. point mm-hmm. um
1: he's a really good actor i saw him he did that tv show with ryan murphy which is like not a good tv show but he was very good in it mm-hmm. um so i'm like maybe he could get in it And it's a movie um i did want to see i'm trying to think if there's like anyone else where i was like oh on this list also are the two actors from rrr which i think would just be fun mm-hmm. i highly i don't think they recognize a lot of indian c- cinema mm-hmm. um, in the oscars so i think that would be a nice change and since Almost every every review I've read for that movie has been good, and mm-hmm. I do want to see it. But it's on Netflix. But then they had that whole thing where it was like it wasn't the correct subtitles, and yeah, I'm like, should I even watch it on Netflix if it's not the correct subtitles? Mm-hmm. I think we could shake up the best actor
0: now. I think it could be a bit more exciting. I I agree. Um, I would love to see Jeremy Pope get nominated, even though I haven't seen the the inspection yet. My only thing though is I'm afraid they're a24 the inspection right mm-hmm. the they I don't know a24 kind of slips with their marketing sometimes and I already feel like they if do. they have the whale who they're definitely like pushing yeah. for Brendan Fraser and um everything everywhere that cast I'm afraid that the inspection might fall through the cracks which is like completely unfortunate I really hope it doesn't happen um uh, but it, it definitely could happen. I agree, yeah. It'd be sad. But the H 24 did a pretty good, pretty
1: good um selection of movies mm-hmm. this year. Like a lot of them have been, you know, in the talks for Oscars and things like that. But mm-hmm. so these are just three categories. Once I think the new year, um and I've seen more movies, <laughs> I can have more opinions um <laughs> uh, but who will get nominated and we can talk about other categories come, you know, February, March time. But our final topic of discussion for today is recent movies that we've seen and movies that we're looking forward to. So personally, the last movie I saw was 20th Century Girl, which is a Korean movie on Netflix about this girl who her friend goes to America for some heart surgery and she goes, oh, I have a crush on this guy. Can you like look out for him when I'm um, when I'm away? so you know getting information and things like that like it takes place in the 90s and while she's like looking for the guy she like kind of falls for his best friend and it's really cute my friend kept telling me to watch it so I I watched it she cried at the end the ending a little bit predictable Mm -hmm. um sad but predictable in my my tense like my sister and I are watching it we were like we know where this is going but still really good highly recommend Mm -hmm. what about you
0: uh, the last movies I saw that I really enjoyed, um, Bones and All. I love that movie. Uh, coming of age movie about cannibalism, for those who don't know. Um, still in theaters, so I would recommend that one. Um, there was, hold on, let me pull up that cast for a second. Obviously, our, our man, Timmy, Timothy Chiaume, um, But Mark Rylance was amazing as a supporting actor in this. So just going back to Oscars, like, He's not going to get supporting actor, but like I think he deserves it for Bones and all. And then probably one of my favorite movies this year is Duel with Karen Gillian, which which we talked about earlier. Um, Just to give a brief overview of that, she plays a character named Sarah, and she's terminally ill in a society where um, when you are dying, an option is to clone yourself so that um, your loved ones aren't as upset when you're actually gone okay and there ends up being a situation where sarah recovers so now um her clone doesn't want to be decommissioned and they have to battle to the death so i love this movie i forget where i watched it on streaming but if you need something to watch i would highly recommend it
1: nice Mm -hmm. definitely definitely check it out Mm -hmm. um i watched a lot of movies so i saw 20th century girl it was like the week of thanksgiving i think i saw yeah. like saturday night um, i watched a lot of movies that week i also watched um i went i saw a fableman's in theaters and then i saw yeah. Fox onion 2 in theaters as well
0: mm-hmm.
1: so a lot of things happening um so movies that are coming out in 2023 that i'm looking forward to um i'll be honest number one on my list is megan
0: oh my god i'm so excited
1: for megan they're doing such a good job marketing mm-hmm. on Rihanna. Like, I'm not a horror fan. I don't usually go for these type of movies, but there's something about that little robot doll that I'm like,
0: <laughs> I want to see her dance. Yeah, I do too. And I, I think I, people. I forget where it was. Did, um, it was Yeah, I the forget. Premiere. It. Was that the premiere where all the, like, the little Megans were dancing? Yes. Yeah, love to Please see it. Please look it, it up on, on Google. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um
1: trying to think obviously it's a lot of blockbusters and things coming out a lot of Marvel movies um I don't know I wasn't like I was I'm not like oh there's a lot of movies I have to see in the new year Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know about you
0: (laughs) I would say my list isn't really like the new year list it's just like thinking short term like Avatar next week And then Banshees comes out on streaming on the 13th. So that's like the next big movie that I want to see just so I can like get all those Oscar ones out of the way. Um, I am excited for
1: Creed 3. I'm
0: a big fan of the Creed movies.
1: You know, Michael B.
0: Jordan is directing this one. Yeah, I haven't seen any of the Creed movies, which is so sad. I like I have to see them because every time a trailer comes on, I'm like, oh, this looks so good. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, also John Wick 4. I love the drama mm, movies. Yeah, um, so also really looking forward to that. Um, are you going to watch the Mario movie? Oh my god, the Mario movie! Don't even get me started on it. I've all the trailers that have come out. I've been really excited about how everything looks and the world they're mm-hmm. building. Yeah, Chris Pratt though, like what choice? Ugh, like what why? a choice! I just the first trailer that came out. Like, I kind of think he sounded completely awful. There has been, like, one more shorter trailer that's come out where I ca- I'm i like, okay, maybe this voice could work. But it just seems like a case where all the actors and actresses that they've been casting, none of them really fit the Mario characters that well. Really, besides um, Bowser. Shoot, who plays Bowser? Um, Jack Black. Jack Black. I yeah, think he did s- a pretty good job. Yeah, I think he sounds good. Um, but all the other names, I'm kind of like, were these cast just because they are big names? Like Chris Pratt, I'm like not Let's face a it, fan they of. Probably were. Yeah, them. Anya Taylor Joy, who like I love, but I still she's not really fitting that voice for me. And it, it kind of just makes me think why there are so many great people out there who like they do this for their job as being a voice actor and actress. So it's like instead of casting these big names, like I wish they would have just cast. Like, people who are good at that job, you know? But fuck that. They don't pay that much for voice acting. Yeah.
1: It's not a fun fact. It's a sad fact. Because Mm -hmm. um, I was reading about they want to do Inside Out 2. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the only remaining cast members who's coming back is Amy Poehler. Because everyone else was like, you are not paying us enough. Yeah. They were like, we're not going to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. So, other movies I'm kind of looking forward to. Obviously, Barbie. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's been on. It's been in the zeitgeist, and it will remain there until it comes out. Um, Oppenheimer, which is Christopher Nolan's new movie, which I mean, honest, I got they got to stop with that annoying ass trailer in the movie theater. Mm -hmm. Like we get it, but also (laughs) they've been doing that for months, and it's no longer fun. Um, and then Doom Part Two. I think those are my main three, not necessarily Marvel or superhero movies, but Mm -hmm. big bigger movies that are going to be coming out that i'm looking forward to
0: yeah definitely um excited for dune 2 to come out and then magic mike the next one and then the wonka movie which we don't have too many details on yet but um i don't even know if i'm going to see that movie i might wait till that comes on streaming oh wait the wonka movie it's a musical you wouldn't want to see that one in theaters, girl. I'll, I'm gonna. Just, I'll pay for your ticket for that one. I'll Venmo <laughs> you some cash if you want to see Wonka. Okay, that'll, that'll be good.
1: Maybe mm-hmm. I'll come to you and we'll see it together. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I'm be honest. I'm not a big Willy Wonka fan. I used to have nightmares as a child.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm not either. But I feel like Timothy Chalamet in that role. Like, I gotta see it. That's true. That's true
1: well anything else before we head out
0: um no i think that's all for me at the moment
1: okay well thanks for listening let us know what you think about this new format and we will be back in the new year with our top five movies of
0: 2022 Mm -hmm. Bye. bye bye